taking any risk, there's that fear factor, you know, and you sort of have to get past that and move forward. And I had a lot of doubt. I was scared just to accept the offer as head coach because I thought, well, I didn't want people to think I was offered the position just because I was a woman. That was one thing. And I, you know, I happened to have a Hispanic background. I didn't want people to think, oh, they gave it to her because, you know, because of her, her background. I, you know, I really wanted to be offered that because of what I could bring and what I could do um, and my ability to sort of get kids to perform their best. You are listening to the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast with your host, Eric Logan. No Gimmicks Just Sweat is dedicated to hearing the journeys and unique stories behind an athlete's training and what drives them. Get inspired to own your life and make the impossible possible. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, please take a few seconds to rate the show and drop me a review. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of No Gimmicks Just Sweat, where today we're welcoming back um, our guest from episode 22, Cheryl Miller. Cheryl, welcome back to the show and how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much and it's awesome to be back. It's just great to hear your voice. Thank you so much for having me again. Of course, of course. And again, as always, thank you for being on the show. You know, I always love bring back guests I've talked to to kind of see, you know, what they've been up to um, since we, since our last conversation. Um, and apparently you've been up to a lot. <laughs> well, I've, I've been trying to be up to as much as I can handle for sure. <laughs> so I, I think when we last spoke, um, you were running and I think you had just completed your first ultra. Yes. Yep. And now, almost a year later, you're coaching. I am. I am. And it's been really amazing. Um, coaching is something that I had always wanted to do, but just for whatever reason, didn't get into it early on in my career. I was really, um, as you know, I'm a lawyer. And so I was more focused on that ladder, uh, so to speak. But it's been pretty amazing. Um, I started out at uh, Herndon High School. I was just assisting with their cross country program. And then an opportunity came up uh, to become head coach at Lake Braddock Secondary School. And so that's where I've been. Okay, so is, is coaching something that you've always wanted to do just kind of really in the back of your mind? Or is it something that, you know, it just kind of came in, you know, just something that just came into, you know, fruition for you? It's something that, you know, I guess I've always wanted to give back. Uh, For me, my high school coach just gave me so much. And I think my connection to track and field um, really built so much of my passion for other things in life uh, just beyond running. Uh, and it taught me a lot. And I, I certainly always wanted to have an opportunity to be able to share that with others. And coaching is um, an amazing way to be able to do that, just to be able to share what I learned, what I know, and to help other people go out there and do something maybe they didn't think they could ever do, um, or just to strive to to do their best at whatever it may be. And um, 
you know, it's, it's different for everyone. As you know, running is such a diverse sport in terms of the types of runners you have. You know, I have some student athletes where we are specifically training for a really big goal, like the state championship and some where we're training for different goals, just personal bests in, in different areas. And it's, I love it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's so let's just start from the beginning. So you were already a USA TF certified coach. Um, yeah. So how did how did this just happen for you? How did you get into it? Uh, it's really funny. So I had been quote unquote coaching on and off over the years, really giving people running running advice as they'd come to me, and uh, I had two specific people come to me who who wanted deeper advice and a deeper connection and, and wanted to really start to pay me. And I thought, okay, well, if we're going to go this route, I really want to make sure I understand everything that's up to date within industry. And USATF has the most, you know, highly regarded and respected program. So I just jumped in and immersed myself in that. And I loved it. Um, I, I made great friends through the level one program and decided to bite off level two and went ahead, um, completed level two as well, just to get the background on that. And my, um, my, my first foray into coaching when I was at Herndon, it's actually a funny story. I was actually sort of trespassing on their track. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was post-COVID. Trespassing, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it was, it was post-COVID and I was training, um, for the race that would follow my 50k and i heard this voice shout out you know you're you're not supposed to be here x y and z and i was really just focused on finishing my speed work and i said look it's only gonna take me this amount of time i'll only stay in this lane i'll stay with stay away from everyone can i complete my workout you know trying to be helpful right and i said and if you're if you're and if you're looking for a coach i'll i'll, I'll even help you coach and um <laughs> the coach there asked to speak to me when I, I was done and I thought they were going to find me, to be honest. I thought oh, he wow. wanted to speak to me because, you know, <laughs> he wasn't pleased that I finished the workout. And we just started talking about my experience in high school track and field. Uh, we talked about my winning state championship and um, just my own, my coach from high school and it was an awesome conversation. You know, we got into philosophies of coaching and, and, and working with others. And um, the next thing I knew, he introduced me to one of the student athletes that came over as Coach Miller. And I thought, wow, okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> this is happening right now. And, um, and it was amazing. And then all the kids at Herndon were awesome. Um, uh, one of the girls on the team, Jillian Boucher, she actually uh, in spring, uh, came in first place in state uh, for the two mile, which was just awesome to see. Super proud of her, even though I had I had left to to already go to Lake Braddock, uh, which was it was a really hard decision to make, um, but it was it was one that I thought was right, uh, and I and I'm you know I'm happy with sort of the steps I've taken. Okay, so trespassing leads to coaching. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't know if that'll work for everybody else. So that, that might be the thing, you know. I heard on the podcast, you know, she was trespassing and she got a job as a coach. So maybe if I try that. Well, 
<laughs> most of most of the jobs I've gotten have always been me just stepping in gum or falling over or, or whatever. And um, you know, there's there's always an interesting story, I guess. Well, it kind is is part of it is having the courage to take a risk. That's true. And, and what has that been like? You know, because you you know you're you're taking a risk to take this job as a coach. You know, not that you risk, you know, trespass, but you, you're taking the risk to take this job as a coach over high school kids. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm safely assuming this is your first time ever doing this with a group of high school kids, correct? Correct. And yeah, it was, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that that's a risk. You know, that's something to think about. Like, okay, I've never worked with high school kids before. Uh, you know, that whole you know, how would it, how will they accept me? You know, would I, you know, as a coach, you know, those types of things. Oh, all that. Uh, I mean, I'll, it was scary. Uh, I think taking any risk, there's that fear factor, you know, and you sort of have to get past that and move forward. And I had a lot of doubt. I was scared just to accept the offer as head coach because I thought, well, I didn't want people to think I was offered the p- position just because I was a woman. That was one thing. And I, you know, I happened to have a Hispanic background. I didn't want people to think, oh, they gave it to her because, <clears throat> you know, because of her, her background. I, you know, I really wanted to be offered that because of what I could bring and what I could do um, and my ability to sort of get kids to perform their best. And so that was like step one of all of it. Um, It's tough too, because (laughs) from a distance, sometimes people mistake me for a high school kid. Uh, I had a security (laughs) guard follow me to my car and ask me why I was cutting class. And then, you know, I took off my sunglasses (laughs) and we had a good laugh and it was, you know, for me, it was a good compliment in in some regard. And so uh, when you talk about how will they get, how will they respect you? There's that, you know, I'm not a a big burly male coach, right? And um, I coming on board, I was coming to a program that had had male coaches um, throughout, uh, certainly, the head the the head coaches were were men and they were very successful uh, you know it was a very successful program in years past and so there was a lot of pressure with that as well you know coming on board it's one thing to want to give back want to care about kids and and do all of the positive things in coaching but at the end of the day people are also looking at you thinking okay well can she win um you know can she actually get kids to states? Can she actually, um, you know, do any of that? And the first day we had our tryouts, it's a much bigger school than Herndon Lake Braddock. And I remember I was standing on the track and all the kids who were trying out walked up and the, you couldn't see the track. There were so many kids. I mean, there was like 150 plus kids on the track. And that's when I realized, okay, this is going to, you know, I've got to work my way through and be able to spot talent through this whole group because I wasn't a teacher in the school. So I didn't, and I was coming in almost completely blind. I didn't know who could do what. And 
a lot of coaching is is not only the, the the natural talent like the natural talent is easy like you can spot it easily but it's just the talent development can you look at someone and kind of do all the steps in your head and work through in your head three months down the line where you can get that that individual and um to do that in cross country you know you're focused on a three mile race um to do that in track and field you're trying to stand back and look at a team and look at hurdlers pole vaulters high jumpers long jumpers triple jumpers sprinters distance runners discus throwers shot throwers it's you know it's um it's almost like being CEO of a company and you've got all these departments that you're trying to get to perform. And so that the, the fear trickled down through all of that. Uh, but I think what really helped me and got me through it was the kids were amazing. They were able to put trust in me and that's hard. And, you know, especially when you have someone new coming on board, um, do you trust this person? And I remember asking one of my sprinters um, early on, do you trust me? And he just looked at me and said, yeah, no, I do. And he wound up having um, an, a great winter season. Um, he went to States for the 55, uh, super proud of him, and um, was part of the 4x200 team, which uh, went number one in the region in the winter. And then when we transitioned into spring, he was actually injured pretty badly, but worked through injury and broke the school record for the 100 meter dash and um, went on to finish fifth in the state for the 100 meter dash. And so that was very, very cool to just be a very small part of his journey uh, in that regard. Okay, that's awesome. Awesome. And so what so what is what challenges have you faced? since you started coaching? Um, since I've started coaching, I think um, a big challenge is not having the 30 years of experience behind me as head coach, so to speak, and stepping into a role like that. Uh, I had one coach from another team actually come up to me and apologize and say, you know, I'm sorry for how I treated you when you first came on board. Um, I treated you like you didn't know anything and actually- Wow. You, you're, you, you've done an awesome job. And so that kind of, you know, you, you, you get these weird little feelings when you interact with people, um, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a positive person and I just, I just kind of shake it off and I don't even pay attention to that. And so I thought that was really big of this person to come forward and say that. And so um, that is a, a challenge just in terms of, fitting in almost it's it's almost like you know sitting at the the lunch table in high school right you know how you're how you're gonna how you're gonna fit in with these other coaches who have known each other many years etc um another challenge i've had is just sort of creating the culture because a large part of it as well is focusing on what type of culture are you creating for your team and it takes time, really. Um, uh, you know, the, the challenge is getting everyone on board, getting everyone uh, to believe that we're going to set this goal and we're going to go for it. And it can be hard when you're new coming in because you're coming into a, a, a completely a, a culture sometimes that's not 
completely in line with what you're trying to do or, or something that's different, if that makes sense. And mm. I think that's true. Um, you know, I've experienced that in the past, you know, when I've had jobs, you know, for example, when I was working at the Senate, you know, coming in and being in charge of a group of 30 to 40 people when you're new, you kind of have to find a way to communicate who you are, what your goals and values are, so that other people understand how they can ladder up. Right. You know, that, you know, when I, when I think about all that, you know, I also think about, you know, the courage to want to, you know, go in and be a coach. Um, and I think it's a look, you know, you, with you being, you know, you know, you're, you, you have a Hispanic background and you're a woman. And yeah. so, and you, you, when you think about that, you know, you, you, when you think coaches, you know, you always see it here, you know, it's male dominated. And so how was that with you? You know, as far as, you know, you just said that, you know, you had a coach that came in and that, you know, apologized, you know, because they had a predetermined, you know, you know, view of you before they got to know you. So how, <laughs> how you know, how has that been, you know, since you've been coaching as well as with other schools? Um, it's, it's funny because I'm so used to it. It's, it's been like that no matter what I've sort of decided to choose in life, if that makes sense. I mean, even getting my law degree and, you know, becoming um, a leader in the tech space, there aren't many Hispanic women who are sitting around the table in, in these meetings, right? right and right. So, um, so I was used to that feeling, that feeling of being the first. And um, it can be tough at times. Um, I think for me, it, there's a almost, how do I explain this? There's almost a little bit of a duty that I owe to myself in doing it. And um, I say this because in my younger years, I really, really had wished there'd been someone like me that I could have looked up right. to or right. that I could have followed. And so taking that step, it's, it's it's a big deal. There's a lot of pressure on it because it's not just taking that step. It's taking that step and doing it well. And I think that way, every time I get on the line, when I want to run a race, um, I don't want to just run that race. I mean, I, I want to win that race and I want to show other kids out there, other people that, Hey, look, other people who look like me, like, look, you can do this. You can, you, right. you, you can, you can train, you can come in first. And I think, I do want to encourage other women to get into coaching. I think um, it is an amazing profession. It's totally rewarding. Um, it does not pay much. It does not, you know, if you're, if you're looking to be a millionaire, you should not become a coach. But I think that there is something that women in particular really have to offer athletics. And I think that there's also different styles of coaching. And I, years mm -hmm. ago, the the style of coaching was very different you know it was believed i think just from uh, you know my experience in running you kind of had to be this person screaming and 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 doing things a certain way exactly um, that's i don't think that's the case and i think in part i wanted to show people hey look there are a lot of different you know there are many ways to skin a cat as they say 
there are mm-hmm. different ways of being able to train people to motivate them to do their best and to achieve just awesome results. And not only in, in track and field, I mean, when I look at all my student athletes, I have to put in my mind, I'm not just coaching them to high jump or to hurdle or whatever the case may be. Like I need to be building lifelong skills in them. Like I hope that when they look back on their experience with track and field, they're going to be taking away um, some really key things that are going to help them to become amazing parents, to become amazing lawyers or doctors or teachers or firefighters or whatever their career path might be and wherever they might be in life. And so there's that aspect of it as well. And I, I think that, you know, there are just certain qualities that you need to have as a person, not as a male or a woman or anything like that, but just as a person to sort of be a solid coach and to be able to, to reach people and to get the best out of them. Right. And so how would you, well, let me kind of rephrase this. What are ways that you think that you can kind of encourage or ways that, you know, groups or other groups, other schools um, can kind of attract and get more women into coaching, you know, you know, you know, like you say, you know, if you're looking to get rich, you're not going to get rich doing it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's not a financially fulfilling job. So, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you're, you're not going to be making a million dollar, you know, salary. They go a super high salary doing it, but there are other things that you can kind of get from it. And how do you, you know, get people to kind of see that? I think um, one of the things I've noticed, at least in my area, the DC metro area, there are so many amazing um, women runners. And I think maybe a first step is encouraging these women runners. Hey, um, have you ever thought about getting a coaching certification? Um, Not just for high school, but just generally. I mean, that's sort of how I got started and, and started thinking about it more broadly um, and just encourage them to give back and remind them of what they have that's so valuable to share. And I think, um, you know, there are a ton of universities in our area. And so <clears throat> many people have gone to these universities and have, have ran at these universities or have competed in other um, track and field events. And even if they're just coming out as assistant coaches or um, coming out to help in in that way, it's important for kids to see that there, you know, that there are other, um, you know, there are other styles of coaches out there and that there are women who are in this type of a leadership role. I think it is really encouraging, especially for other young women to see that. And now growing up, I didn't have that. I absolutely, look, I loved my high school coaches though. They were they were great and I appreciated everything that they had done for me. So I can't, you know, I can't attest to the the benefits of having a woman coach from that regard. I did have a woman coach um, when I was traveling, when I first started traveling and that was great um, that, you know, she really helped me get back into shape after my pregnancy uh, to want to race again. And that was, you know, it, it was really helpful and it was helpful to be able to relate to someone on that level. You know, I was talking with someone who had also 
had had um, children and had run in co college and you know so there's that level as of of um, sort of connection as well and I think that's part of coaching is is being able to connect and to understand what your athletes going to going through and to relate to them and for them to be able to have that open line of communication with you because so much of any sport is is mental and right. um you know i think there's certainly a lot of positive and a lot of value there in particular and i think all you know i think it's on all of us you know if we if we see or we know of people who would be great in that role to just say hey have you ever thought about it um you know think about it some more and, and, you know, here are the tools and the resources that could help you do a great job of it. And um, it could be a great way for you to kind of give back to your community. Okay. So all that plus, let's see, get certified and trespass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, maybe, 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 maybe you drop the trespassing. I highly recommend the certification part, but maybe not the trespassing part. <laughs> So are you still running? I am. Um, I have been training and, you know, it's a little bit inconsistent just because of my schedule. Uh, my main focus is really my team. Um, so getting them ready. And now that I'm helping with cross country, I do run with um, some of the cross country kids um, when I'm able to. And that that's great because it just keeps me really humble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nothing I'm sorry to interrupt, but I definitely no, not, nothing. Nothing keeps you more humble than than running with fast young kids. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you next. Um, have they challenged you just to see how fast you were? You are? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't. I, you know, <laughs> it's really not like that. I think it's okay. just um, kind of awesome to be in the mix and uh, just to build camaraderie and to be out there with them. I'm a big believer in leading by example. And it's kind of, it, it's hard to do it during track and field because you're trying to monitor so many different things going on at once. Um, but that's one of the nice things about cross country is that you can kind of um, run with the group and that's always fun. Okay. So let's, let's kind of switch it up a bit and I think I heard you're a new ambassador for Lululemon now. Yeah, uh, I am a new Lululemon ambassador, and that has been uh, just a phenomenal and exciting journey as well. Okay, can you um, go a little bit into that? You know, wow, you know, I, I, most people probably know what Lululemon is, but being an ambassador for Lululemon, you know, what you know, you know, kind of what you know, what led to that. You know, how did you become that? So it's really interesting. It um, it kind of grew out of just an organic relationship that I had through them and in the community. Uh, they were kind of following some of what I was doing with respect to my coaching. And they were always sort of cheering and um, being very supportive from the sidelines, if you will. And I really appreciated that. And uh, the store that's closest to me is the Reston store. And so I developed a close relationship um, with folks in the Reston store. You know, they would ask me to come in and to um, bring in different runners from the area to kind of test out some of their, their run collection, give feedback on that. And through that is sort of how it just kind of grew. 
and um, it's been it's been awesome. Um, we you know we were just out um, one day and they they handed me this beautiful plant, and um, on it was uh, this invitation that just said you know would we would love it if you became one of our ambassadors and it um, it was it was pretty special and um, they have a number of ambassadors, uh, all different levels. It's a very, I, I, you know, it's it's hard to explain um, <laughs> sort of the all the different types of ambassadors, but their main lines, as you know, are, or you may know, is um, run, yoga, and train. And so uh, they've, they're developing just a lot of amazing um, equipment and clothing around that and gear. Uh, it's been really cool. And so some of my duties are, you know, they're not um, pre-prescribed or anything like that. It's just sort of doing what I do within the community. And I am working with them on some special projects. Uh, for example, we'd love to do something for Hispanic Heritage Month, um, Latinx Heritage Month, uh, just for the community. And so we're looking to put together a panel uh, discussion. Uh, it's funny, you know, we, we, you and I have been talking about being first and courage and that sort of thing. And I think that's going to be the overall theme of the panel. And we're going to bring in some athletes and trainers and coaches from the DC metro area to, to talk about their journeys and, and share. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I think the date we'll, we're looking at right now is October 6th. Um, and it'll likely be from 6 to 7 p.m. at La Cosecha, which is this incredible marketplace that's uh, uh, been built in Washington, D.C. Okay. So what's next for you? You know, you know. again, like I said, last time we talked, you know, you just completed your ultra. You were still running. And then I look and see you're coaching high school. So what's next? Because you're, you're busy. You, you're busy. <laughs> you know, my high school coach always used to say variety is the spice of life. And yes. I really believe that. I really believe that uh, doing different things uh, keeps things fun and exciting. And so um, the focus right now is to have a really strong winter and spring season at Lake Braddock. And um just to, to have a fun season as well. You know, we always have a new group of seniors that's ready to graduate and that's always a lot of fun. Um, so, so that's pretty much what's next. Also uh, getting my, my three-year-old ready for what's next in his life. So that'll definitely <laughs> be, on, be on board. He's off to new and different adventures um, as well. And so that's a lot of fun. And in terms of races, I don't know right now. I've been... Um, I'm, I get sometimes a little bit probably too picky with races. It's it's hard to nail down um, specific dates and things because my calendar is really full with races for, um, you know, my team. And so that always comes first. But there probably will be some races in there. And I think with the folks at Lululemon, uh, some exciting new projects. And I'll definitely post about them. Um, I, I'm usually... Um, good at posting on Instagram. I, my handle's Gypsy Journey, and uh, you know I'll keep folks updated that way. Okay. Well, Cheryl, again, thank you for coming back on the show. Just kind of give us an update. Um, and I, I have a feeling we'll be doing this again a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's a date. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for, for everything and for all of your support. Um, as I was saying, it's just, it's been great to stay in touch with so many people that I met when I was traveling throughout all the different states uh, last year. And I just really appreciate the friendship and uh, the support. Uh, awesome. 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 I'm the same. The feeling is the same here. So again, thank you. Um, I appreciate you and wish you the best of luck. Thank and you so much. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast. We really appreciate everyone who tunes in each week. If you enjoyed today's show, please support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to tell your friends about the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast so we can continue to have awesome conversations with everyday athletes just like you. Until next time, have an amazing week.